I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Badass Mother podcast. I've been a podcast junkie for years and always knew someday I'd have my own, and that day is today. To warm up to each other, I wanted to share some bits of my story with you while debunking some so-called rules of motherhood. I've learned to break these rules the hard way, and I'm hoping that sharing some of my struggles with you on this episode will give you permission to rewrite the rules for yourself as well. So first of all, I never meant to be a stay-at-home mom. I always envisioned myself as a really career-focused woman, and kids weren't something that were on my radar at all. At our wedding, I told everyone not to expect kids for at least 10 years, and secretly, in the back of my mind, was thinking, never, and I just didn't want our moms to be disappointed. But I struggled a a lot with not being fulfilled and feeling that, like, is this it kind of feeling um, after we got married and just starting out our careers. And for some reason, I thought checking a baby off my to-do list was going to make that better, um, which is kind of funny thinking back. But by our first anniversary, I was pregnant and I was 22 years old. I wrapped up grad school, moved across the country and had that first baby all in the next year. And this was also a time when the economy was struggling, jobs were scarce, and childcare, by the way, costs a lot, which I learned um, after it was too late. I spent the next couple years having two more kids, struggling with mood disorders during and after each pregnancy, and trying to figure out how to make money from home. Steps out of my comfort zone and twists of fate led me on a really windy path to where I am now, but I'm really grateful and excited to share that with you. In the past few years that I've been working with women and moms, it's become really clear that I needed to step out in a bigger way and take my voice and message to the masses. So here I am, and let's get on with rewriting those rules. The first rule is there's a right way to do motherhood. This is total BS. There are many ways to be a good mom, um, probably as many good ways as there are good moms out there. I have some friends who dreamt about being a mother their whole life and feel like for the most part, they're living their dream lives, staying at home with their kids, doing things like packing adorable and creative school lunches, writing love notes for their kids for the lunch boxes. Um, And making really adorable seasonal crafts and putting them on Pinterest, which kind of amazes me because that is not my strength at all. I know that there's a lot of hate out there for the Pinterest mom, and I definitely don't want to add to it because, like I said, she completely mesmerizes me. And my kids really love playdates and birthday parties at her house. She's living one version of what it is to be a great mom. And I'm living another. And you're probably living another. 
There's a lot of different ways to do this, not just one way. And the sooner that you can really accept yourself and your way, the better. Myth number two, trust the experts over yourself. When I first had kids, I read way too many parenting books. Totally steer clear of the parenting books. That is like the first piece of advice I give to everybody I know who is having babies now. Um, I remember with my first, we struggled with sleep for nap time especially, and I would spend a good 45 minutes shushing, swaying, and doing that like pantly put down or whatever it's called. And the actual nap literally lasted less than 10 minutes. It was crazy making. I truly believe that we are equipped with so much wisdom in our own intuitions and we're too afraid to trust it. Instead, we're reading blogs. By the way, those people are rarely experts and books. And then we just spiral out in confusion because we've taken in so much information. So listen to me. You can trust yourself to know what to do and then get the details from an expert for this step-by-step implementation if you really need it. So trust yourself. Don't go looking for expert opinions if you don't really need them. The third myth is that you can do it all and should. So I have this theory that a lot of us moms are overachieving types who have done it all by ourselves up until this point. And motherhood is the first time for a lot of us when there is truly so much on our plates that we can't handle it all, and yet we're still trying to do that. And we think asking for help is weak, and we really shouldn't do it. I know I still have a really hard time asking family to help with anything, whether it's babysitting, dog sitting, um, or even emotional support. And I bet if they're listening to this right now, they're kind of chuckling because they love doing those things. Um, And I know the people in your circle do too, whether it's family or friends. We aren't meant to live like this. We're social creatures. And up until pretty recent history, lived in groups, got help from extended families on a daily basis, and we just aren't meant to do this alone the way that we're doing it right now. So I really encourage you to ask for help, and that can take a lot of forms. You know, maybe you're asking family for help, maybe you're doing a babysitting trade with a friend, Or maybe you're just hiring somebody to take a few things off your plate and there's no shame in any of that. And you should absolutely look into ways that you can ask for help more in your daily life. Oh, and I don't want to forget this, but if you are co-parenting, your partner absolutely should be helping. Um, And if they aren't, then have that conversation because it's their family as well. It's their home as well. And you should absolutely be splitting those up in a way that makes sense for you. The next myth is that it's your job to make everyone else happy. So I don't know that anyone says this out loud to us, but for some reason, it's pressure that we all seem to feel. But I really want to remind you that the only emotions that you are in charge of managing 
are yours. Not your kids, your husbands, your wife's, your moms, your mother-in-laws, and definitely not your neighbors. This is really counterintuitive and feels super selfish, but here's how it works. Our thoughts create our emotions. And since we can't mind control other people, we can't change their emotions. They are in charge of their own emotions. All we can do is be the best person that we can be. Somebody that we're proud of being, somebody that's living in line with our own values, and just generally keeping our side of the street clean. If you're doing those things, you can rest assured that you are doing your part. And if other people aren't happy, that's on them, not on you. The next myth is that your kids should be your everything. And you should feel guilty if you're pursuing something else outside of motherhood. So (laughs) I kind of hate that there has to be a disclaimer here, but I want to be very clear about this, that I love my kids a lot, but they are not my everything. And I struggled for the first several years of motherhood, wondering why I was not feeling fulfilled and what was wrong with me and why I wasn't getting that feeling that I expected from motherhood. I kept encountering all these women in the online business space who said their kids were the why and the reason behind their business, and I couldn't relate to that at all. A lot of these women were trying to leave corporate careers to be home with their kids, and I was already home with my kids. I wanted a career, so I really was struggling with that and feeling like there must be something wrong with me if I didn't feel that same way. Even now, when people talk about their life's purpose, sometimes I feel a little weird or guilty that my kids aren't my life purpose, but I just keep coming back to the truth that I can be a good mom, wholeheartedly love my kids, and not feel like raising them is the purpose for my life. And that is okay. I have a different purpose. It doesn't mean that I'm not also raising my kids, you know, like my purpose is not to be a wife, but I am a wife and I hope that I'm a great wife. Um, So it's the same with raising kids. So if you feel this way too, girlfriend, you are not alone. Number six, once you're a mom, your dreams are over. Maybe you've heard people say that you have to make sacrifices for your kids And while this is definitely true, I believe it's being used as a weapon against moms who end up putting themselves last, setting aside what they feel like is their true life's purpose, and just generally halting all activities that aren't family-focused or raising the kids. Even simple things like going to get their eyebrows waxed, joining a book club, getting fit and going to the gym, you know, really basic self-care activities, let alone building a business or pursuing a hobby. Your dreams do not have to die for the next 18 years or forever. In the next episodes of this podcast, I will have so many inspiring stories of other moms who are building their dreams and their families at the same time. And I hope that that will inspire you and open your eyes to the possibilities. Your dreams are not over. The next myth, and this is one of my favorites, 
is that other people's opinions matter. I lived a lot of my early motherhood stage following other people's opinions. If someone would hear that I was staying home with the kids, it was really common that they would say something like, good for you. And inside, I was secretly sighing because staying at home with babies made me feel like an empty shell of my former self. But somehow I felt like I got a gold star for staying home when some 70-year-old man would give me that pat on the back. I also had two epidural-free births because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. Breastfed, even though I hated it because I didn't want to deal with comments and backlash. I tried cloth diapering when my heart wasn't in it and more. Basically, all of those early choices I made were based in other people's opinions. Well, not the staying at home. The staying at home was the circumstances at the time. But, you know, just the way that people would react to it, it brought up this very weird feeling in me. And like I said, everything else that I was doing at the time was based in what will other people think. So I really encourage you to look inside when you're making decisions and figure out why am I making these? Am I making these because my mother-in-law or mom really wants me to do it? Even if she's not pressuring me, I just want to make her happy by doing it. Am I doing this because the mommy group I'm in thinks that this is the best way to do it and people will think I'm a bad mom if I don't do it? Really dig in. What are your reasons for doing the things you're doing? And it's okay to have your own opinions. This is your life, not theirs, and you're the one who has to live with your decisions. Number eight. Motherhood is a joy. Okay, so sometimes, yes, it's totally a joy. Uh, my kids are at really fun ages. They entertain me so much. But I will say motherhood is not always a joy. Sometimes it's very stressful. Sometimes I just think, Ugh, this is a lot of work <laughs> that I don't really feel like doing right now. And that's okay. But I'll also say for me and a lot of other women, early motherhood came with a lot of unplanned emotional baggage. So I suffered from depression in two of my pregnancies and postpartum mood disorders after all three. So I had postpartum OCD with the first and depression after the other two. Pregnancy was not easy for me and that first year after each was born felt like a cloud where I completely lost myself and really struggled to get out. It took work to unravel that experience from my relationships with my kids and my experience and overall opinion of motherhood in general. I think accepting that it's not always a joy can actually help us appreciate it more and recognize the times when it's really sweet and be really grateful for those. So if you are feeling like it's not always a joy, if you're struggling with some mental illness coming along with this or just, you know, separate of this, but happening at the same time, you're not alone and you're not wrong. And you're not a bad mom for not cherishing every moment, for not feeling happy and grateful and amazing every moment. It is absolutely a mixed bag. Number nine, 
you shouldn't need a break from your kids. On a related note, raising kids isn't easy. We live in this amazing time where it's easier than ever to whisk yourself away for a girl's weekend, a couple's getaway, or even just an afternoon of peace and quiet. Kids can be messy, loud, stinky, exhausting, and annoying. And it's okay to need a break sometimes, and whatever it takes to give yourself that break, hiring somebody, asking for help, do it. Okay, the last one. Mom needs to be your primary identity. This one made me feel wrong for a long time. Having kids is a fact about me, but it isn't a major way that I define myself. If you've been feeling like you have to move everything out of the way and put mom at the top of the list of your identity, you don't. You can be an entrepreneur first, you can be a wife first, you can be a sister or a friend or a PTA president or whatever it is that you're doing, that can be the primary way you see yourself. And it's okay for mom to be lower on that list. It can be really hard, especially in that first year or during really busy times to not lose yourself in the mix, but it is really possible to tap into you and create a really fantastic balance of who you are. Okay, that's it for me today. I would love to hear from you. What are some rules of motherhood you've thrown off? Join me over in my Facebook group, Online Business Building Mamas, and let me know. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 